Hello all, my name is Jada and this is Quarantine Devotionals. Today is May 3rd, 2020. Yesterday was the day that me and hundreds of other students would have been graduating from University of Southern Indiana. But of course, because of our current circumstances, we were not able to make that journey across the stage. And sometimes it feels like opportunities are snatched from us for no reason like we don't deserve the things that are happening to us in the current but I'm so grateful for what has led up to that moment and the fact that that moment was even a possibility for me because God has opened up so many doors and has been there through all of my conversations with him all of my tears all of my stress all of my anxiety all of my working till 5 a.m. in the morning trying to get things done still trying to get things done because finals technically aren't even over for me but I know that he'll carry me through this because he has carried me through and he has carried all of us through to this moment who we're supposed to be at this moment and so I'm just so grateful and I know that I don't necessarily get to have a ceremony but the power is still there for me God's glory doesn't change it wasn't diminished in any way and I'm very grateful that I had the experiences and opportunities that I had and I just wanted to say that because it's hard in these times to recognize our blessings and sometimes we begin to feel trapped and to feel like we're chained you know trapped at home trapped in relationships trapped in ourselves We can have so much self-resentment that you don't realize that your biggest enemy could also be your biggest supporter, but you want to allow yourself to be that. And so today I wanted to read from Luke, Luke chapter 8. This is the story of the demon-possessed man, and you know, this is a, a popular Bible story. And I just, it's so crazy to me because before, this is chapter 8 of Luke, before this story, Jesus calms the storm. And there's the juxtaposition between the storm and um, the calming of the storm and then the demon-possessed man. There was... Jesus was in a separate area, right? He was in a different place when he calmed the storm. But then, you know, miles away, there was a man who had been demon-possessed for years. So we're all at different stages. You know, God can perform a miracle in someone else's life, and you're still going through the storm. And you you look over and you see that the, the storm has calmed for your friend, for your spouse, for your child, And then all of a sudden, you're still going through it. You're still possessed by something. Something is still over you. Something is still chaining you. And it can be easy to compare. But God, all he needs is for you to call out to him in your hour of need. Call out to him whenever you you need to feel his presence, which should be every day. I mean, every day there is something to be thankful for. Every day there is something to be shielded from. Every day there is something to give God the glory for, to want power for God, you know. And so I want to read Luke chapter 8, and it's titled, 
Jesus restores a demon-possessed man. Luke chapter 8 verse 26 begins, They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him, and they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let him go into the pigs, to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. There's so much underneath this story. Um, of, of course, God has the power to heal, but it's the way he heals. It's the way that he heals. And I think that his power would be lost on us if at any time and any circumstance that we needed healing, that we needed immediate relief or alleviation. If just when we asked he healed us, would we truly understand the power of God and how he wants us to handle and to go through situations in our lives remember that God tells us to walk a certain way so if we have to walk a certain way then there's a certain way in which we journey through our situations there's a rhythm to it there's a rhythm to the life God wants us to have I want you to think about the demons in your life I want you to think about what's separating you from people from your purpose from your calling from the power and the grace of God's love. We know that nothing can separate us from God's love, but we 
can shutter ourselves off and we can harden our hearts and we can refuse to accept it. It doesn't mean that he doesn't that he doesn't love you. What it means is that you're not allowing love into your life. A lot of us aren't allowing love. A lot of us don't know how to love because God is love and we don't know him. So if we don't know love itself, love manifested, how can we expect to truly be in loving relationship with each other? It says for a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house. He had completely separated himself from the rest of society. He was on the outskirts of civilization. He must have been talked about. He must have been shut out of places. He must have been disconnected from his family, from his friends. He did not live the way that others lived. When you have a demon, when you're stuck in a cell, when you're chained, when you're possessed, you don't live according to the rules. You don't live according to what's normal. Your entire life is flipped upside down. One thing, one entity, one bad spirit can completely mess you up. but had lived in the tombs. I've said this before, where is your tomb? He lived there. It didn't say he visited the tombs. It didn't say that he was found at the tombs. He lived there. That is where his life was. That's what it felt like for him. That's what he woke up to every morning. That's what he went to sleep, the, the, the circumstances in which he would wake and rest. This was a constant, everyday cycle. Tomb life. He was living that tomb life. So when you're in situations, when they possess you, when something has enough power to take control over you, it takes control over your life. And not only are you isolated, you start living in that place. Your food comes from that place you walk through that place that environment it seeps into your spirit into your heart into your soul into your mind into the way you think how you think and why you think it but the next verse says when he saw Jesus he cried out and fell at his feet this is the point Demons had possessed this man for so long. Demons possessed us for so long. And he had not been able to control himself. He was completely out of touch with reality, with the reality that he lived. But then all of a sudden, when he saw, when the demons saw God, they shuddered. They trembled. They were afraid shouting at the top of their voices, what do you want with us, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. They fell at his feet. He said, I will make your enemies your footstool. The demons fell at Jesus' feet. They trembled at his presence. This is the power of the God that you serve. 
If demons did it then and God is still the same God he was today, yesterday, and tomorrow, then what makes you think that demons, the way they answer him, the way they fear him has changed at all? It is still the same. God holds the same power. They begged him not to torture them. Jesus commanded the impure spirit out of the man, the impure spirit. He didn't say the spirit, the impure spirit, because there's two spirits that you can have. You can have the spirit of the demon or the spirit of the Lord. Which one are you serving? Which one are you living with? Which one are you walking? Because remember, God tells us to walk with the spirit, walk by the spirit. That's who you journey with. That's who you live with. This man had been living with an impure spirit. God cast that spirit out. He had power and dominion to do so. Many times it seized the man. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Some of us know that we're chained to something. And then God releases us from those chains And it feels like we're still trapped because we still have the same spirit. God can deliver you from your circumstance, but you have to be an active part in delivering yourself from who you are when you were chained. If you weren't the person that was praising through the circumstance, if you were afraid, if you were terrified, if you had no hope, faith at all, then when you are released, from that circumstance, what truly changes? Because remember, God, God, our, our faith is tested daily by so many different spirits, so many different demons, the world, our flesh. God puts us through situations to refine us. That's the point. So if, if, if God is, is looking for a change, a transformation in you, an elevation, to the next dimension, to the next level, and you haven't gotten there, maybe that's the reason you're still in that situation. Because if he released you while you were still in that state, while you were still unwell spiritually, even if he released you from that situation, nothing would change. He has power over spirits, but he can't control you. You have to put in the work. Faith without it is dead. So when God puts us in these situations and we ask time and time over and over again, why, why me, woe is me? Maybe you're still in that situation because you haven't learned the lesson. Maybe if he delivered you, it would be too early. Maybe it would do you more harm than good. So stop looking for the deliverance and look for the glory. It's already around you. He does it on his own. Remember, God had power to heal this man from the second these demons entered him. But he didn't, right? This man had to wait until these demons confronted Jesus in person. They were face to face with the Son of God. They said the Most High God, the Son of the Most High, They were face to face with him. And only then, only then did they truly leave, right? So you can be chained in a situation and be free. 
and you still got the shackle mentality. You still have the shackle mentality. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, the demons replied, because many demons had gone into him and they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. They are scared. Your enemies are scared. Your anxiety is scared. Your depression is scared. It's scared of you. You're the person that gives it power. Remember, these demons can't do much without a host. They were inhabiting this man. Your problems want to inhabit you. That's why they take up space in your heart and your mind and your soul and your body. They want to take over you. They're like cancers. They don't know when to stop because they don't want to. They want to keep spreading. They want to keep growing. They want to rapidly take over your body, take over your life. But God, but God, but God has power over everything, over anything, anywhere, at any place, any time, anyone. He has power. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. And he gave them permission. He gave them permission. They went into the pigs, but heard it rushed down the steep bank into the lake and they were drowned. All those pigs were drowned. Imagine that. Imagine that. That had to be one of the worst things that happened to the people, the person who owned those pigs. But they were serving a greater purpose, right? Sometimes you lose something in your life because it has a greater purpose. Sometimes you lose people in your life because God called them to be somewhere else. It was a blessing to you, but it was also a blessing for them. God knows the the great puzzle of life. He knows how to mix pieces so that it still makes sense. And so when you are shifted, when you are moved from location to location, from from peace to peace, you should know that the, the people around you, that the puzzle around you, that the picture is still intact. It doesn't matter how he moves you. The fact is that he is the one doing it. He is the one with the power. He is the one with sovereignty. He is able to do exceedingly abundant beyond anything you can imagine. They ran off. And it was reported in the town and the countryside. When those tending the pigs saw what happened, right? And those people went out to see exactly what had happened and when they saw Jesus when they came to Jesus they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus's feet they he started at Jesus's feet and ended at Jesus's feet from his pain from his infliction to his healing to his transformation realize that Realized that from beginning to end, he was still on his knees. And that's exactly what we have to do. God has called us to be greater. God has called us into suffering. He told us to pick up, our, pick up, pick up your cross. Bear your cross with me. He said, if you can't do that, you can't follow me. What does the cross mean? Bearing the cross doesn't just mean having problems. What was the reason for the bearing of the cross? Salvation. 
Bear your cross for salvation. Bear your cross as a sacrifice. Bear your cross for the love of God. Bear your cross. You have to carry your problems, but know that you're not the only one carrying them. And even when you do carry them, realize that they're for a bigger purpose. Realize that that cross means that you are saved, redeemed, and set free. You have everlasting life in him who gave it to you. He granted it to you, promised it to you. The new covenant, the blood of his son shed on the cross His body laid to rest, resurrected three days later. You have power because of that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Those words, they're not just for fun. They don't just sound good. God's word is God's word from beginning to end. Remember that God's word is God. Is God. So when these demons confronted Jesus... They didn't just confront Jesus. What did they confront? The word of God. How should you confront your problems? The word of God. Remember, Jesus is the truth. If Jesus is the truth, he confronted them with the truth. They were confronted with the truth, with the spirit of God, the word of God, the love of God. It was stacked against them from the beginning. And that's how it is in your battles. You don't realize that you're already winning because it feels and it looks like you're not. But you're not focused on the victory. You're focused on defeat. You're focused on how things look. But if you just remember that how things look are not at all what they are. Remember it says on that mirror, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear your healing is closer than it appears i know what it looks like but god is closer than he appears i know what it feels like but victory is closer than it appears you have to believe in the full word of god the word of god is on your side you have victory you have the greatest weapon he's given you the greatest tool when they confronted jesus they confronted the truth they confronted the word of life you have that same word of life god has not hidden his success from you god has not hidden the way to victory from you he gave it to you so that you can win so know the truth speak the truth they found a man sitting at Jesus' feet dressed and in his right mind and they were afraid they were afraid those who had seen it told the people how the demon possessed man had been cured then all the people of the region asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. Some of us are so afraid of getting out of our situation. Some of us are so afraid of coming out of the battle. Some of us are so afraid to see other people winning around us that we blame the blessing, that we compare ourselves, that we fear God. They didn't fear God in the way he wanted to be feared. They kicked him out. They wanted him to leave. After he had delivered this man, they wanted God to leave. Are you ready for your blessing, but are you also ready 
for the blessings of the people around you. If you cannot be happy for them, don't expect to be happy yourself. That's a big thing we don't talk about, is when someone else gets something that you wanted, you ought to be happy. You ought to be glad. You ought to know it wasn't my time. It wasn't for me. Greater things for me are coming for me. Not necessarily greater than what they receive, but greater for you. That's all God's focused on. Individuals, right? Who we are, ourselves. God is not comparing blessings. God doesn't have a skill. God doesn't put me on a scale with my mother and say, I wonder how they're going to weigh today. I wonder how I'm going to tip the balance in Jada's favor and her mother's favor. He doesn't say that. We say that. That's how it appears to us. But remember, objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they appear. Your victory is closer than it appears. The man from whom the demons had gone out, they didn't call him Legion, right? Because before it said that he called himself Legion because he had so many demons inside of him, a legion of demons inside of him. But the Bible says the man from whom the demons had gone out, right? Just like we say people with disabilities instead of disabled people. We humanize people. We don't characterize them by their circumstance. God doesn't do that either. It says the man from whom the demons had gone out. God doesn't define you by your situation. You define you by your situation. We define each other by our situations. We call each other addicts, liars, thieves, adulterers, cheaters, enablers, narcissists. We call each other these names. We label ourselves. But the Bible said the man from whom the demons had gone out, he was no longer characterized. He was no longer defined by his circumstance. When you are finally released from the chains, right? Finally released from the jail cell. Your mentality has to change. It no longer holds you. It may take time. It may feel weird being free. You may be scared that it will come again. You may be scared that God made a mistake, but he didn't. And he doesn't characterize us by our flaws. How beautiful. How beautiful. How beautiful. How does God see you? That's how you should see yourself. God doesn't look down on me and say, oh, look who it is, praying to me again, the worrier, the girl with the anger problems, right? The social justice warrior, there she is. God says, no, my child, Jada, she is called Jada, my child, I love her. And he checks on you every second of every day. You never leave his sight. You never leave his love. You never leave his grace or his mercy. His fairness. They all follow you throughout the days of your life. God cares about us. Return home and tell 
how much God has done for you. It said the man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, begged. But God said, there's greater for you. Go out and tell people of what I have done. Tell more people of the glory of God. Save more of my children. Testify to my children so that they can realize that salvation is in me. Help me reach them. God wants us to help him reach people. So no matter where you are in your circumstance, remember that on your knees, bowing, kneeling at God's feet, that's where he wants us. And that doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. It makes you strong to admit that you can't handle this by yourself. When we put ourselves in a situation, sometimes we have a lot of self-doubt. Sometimes when he delivers us, we have a lot of self-doubt. We say, no, I can't do this. No, you probably can't, but guess who can? Guess who's on your side? Guess who's within you? Guess who gives you strength so that you can do all things? God. You got him in your corner. Tell me what you can't do. I'll tell you what you can't do. Fail. I don't know where you are in your situation. You may be at the point where your demons are naming themselves to other people. They're making themselves present, known. They're taking over your life. They're taking over your speech. You may be at the point where you fall and you thank God for delivering you. You may be at the point where your demons are begging God not to be released. But God has power. They can beg all they want. He may not do it right now, but they will be released. They will be exercised. They will be driven from your body, driven from your situation, driven from your relationships, driven from your soul. Stop sucking out your happiness. Tell them, stop sucking out my joy. Stop sucking my blessings. Stop sucking my peace. Tell them to cast themselves out of your life by the power of the Spirit of God. There is nothing that can be undone from Him who does it from him capital h i m who does it once he does it it is not undone if everything answers to him guess who answers to the power of the word if he is the word and everything under the sun still has to answer to him guess who answers to the word of god everything that is your weapon that is your tool use it use it You will be delivered. It's not in God's nature to leave you where you are. I don't care how long you've been there. That man had been possessed for years. For years. What have you been possessed by for years? If demons have to beg God to release them, what do you think we have to do? We have to get on our knees and ask. I thank you for listening today and 
I want to read this verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Have freedom. Thank you for listening. I hope to be coming back to you tomorrow. And God bless. Be delivered. Be free. Amen.